0: A few years back I had the blessing of going to the Holy Land and one of the most moving places of going to visit for me was the church of Saint Peter in Gallicantu. Gallicantu means the singing rooster. It's the place where Peter denies Jesus and I was traveling with eight other priests and so the way that we did our travels is each day a different priest was responsible for having the scripture passages organized for the sites that we were visiting. And so that was my day. And so we went into the church, and on one side of the church at the front is this large icon of Peter's denial of Jesus. And standing before that icon, I had to read from the gospel Peter's threefold denial of Christ. And I wept. And then when we finished, we kind of, went our separate ways to take some time in prayer. I then looked across in the same church to the other side and mirroring that side of the church was another large icon of today's gospel. Peter standing before Jesus. Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? We started Easter with a reflection on the gift of faith and how God wants to transform our lives through this gift given to us in faith. Last Sunday, the gospel was Thomas and the role of faith and doubt together. Today, we see the role of denial or the threat of denial to faith with Peter. It's important to know what's going on in this gospel to really understand what's happening. And if you already know, I apologize, we're going through it again, but I find many Christians do not actually know what is being depicted in the Gospel of John today. So first, this is the third time that Jesus comes to them, right? He's already said, whatever sins you've forgiven, they are forgiven. He's already given them that command. He's appeared to them resurrected. They've proclaimed their faith in Jesus risen from the dead. And what are these six apostles doing today? fishing. They went back to their old job. They didn't go out baptizing all nations. They went back to what they knew. They went back to what is comfortable, and they went back to the exact place where it all began. Then Jesus appears to them, and when he appears to them, what does he do? the same thing that he did for Peter at the beginning. Peter had fished all night and he had caught nothing. And Jesus says, try again, throw out your nets. And what do they get? An amazing catch of fish. And first it's John, the beloved disciple who goes, oh, miraculous catch. I know who does that. It's Jesus. And then Peter goes, oh yeah, you're right. It's Jesus. But this time, Instead of Peter falling down and saying, get away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man, he jumps into the lake and rushes to Jesus. But then after they break bread, after they share in the Eucharist, then Peter and Jesus are face to face for the first time since Peter denied Jesus. And Jesus asks him this question, do you love me? And it sounds pretty straightforward, but if you've never heard that in Greek, there are different words for love. And the Gospel of John was written in Greek originally, and he uses different words for love. Jesus asks Peter, do you love me in the same way that I loved you on the cross? And Peter says, yeah, I love you like a brother. Jesus says, feed my lambs. And then Jesus says to Peter, Peter, do you love me like I loved you from the cross? Yeah, Jesus, I love you like a brother. And the third time, Jesus says, Peter, do you love me like a brother? And then Peter felt hurt because he asked him the third time. And Peter says, Lord, you know everything. You know that I can basically only love you like a brother, and I cannot give you the love that you give me. This threefold confession mirrors his threefold denial. But remembering that it's the action of Jesus and the love of Jesus that pulls Peter out of that to do what? To feed his lambs, feed Jesus' lambs, to tend his sheep and to feed his sheep. And what is Jesus also doing in the way that he sends Peter out? Stop fishing. I told you what to do with your life. I told you what I've called you to do. But remember that it starts by feeding my lambs, the littlest ones. Remember, not that long ago, we were at the Last Supper, and you wouldn't let me wash your feet, and I told you that I give you an example, that you must serve others here's your reminder, Peter. Now go. And how does he finish? The same way that it started. Follow me. Peter denied his relationship with Jesus. And that is a temptation for every one of us. There's lots of different ways that we could deny our relationship to Christ, deny Christ in our life. Some of the ways that we do that is by denying A daily presence and a daily influence of Jesus in our life. Jesus promises that He will be with us always, even to the end of the age. And so, when we go about our life in a way that denies that He is with us, that He is present in us, it's a denial of Christ. When we deny the teaching and the guidance of Christ's church, when we decide of our own will what is good and what is not, and lack trust in the guidance of the church that Christ instituted through Peter, guided by the Holy Spirit, Christ is the head of the church, and it's a denial of Christ. When we deny or reject that good comes through evil or that good conquers all evil, denial of the cross, and therefore a denial of Christ. There are many ways where we can deny Christ. It's a real temptation, even for those of us that are faithfully sitting at mass. There's a great passage from Saint Paul's second letter to Timothy that I love very much, talking about denial. He says, if we deny him, Christ, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. If we deny Christ, there's nothing that he can do. If somebody doesn't want to be in relationship with you, you can't impose yourself on them. And so if we deny our relationship to Christ, there's nothing he can do, because he doesn't force himself on us. But the good news, if we are faithless, if we come up short, like St. Peter, I love you like a brother, it doesn't matter. Because he will never deny the gift of his spirit that he has planted in each one of us. He will never reject what he has given us, no matter how faithless we become, as long as we do not deny him. Denial is a real temptation towards faith, but the biggest problem, I think, is not really that we want to deny Jesus, it's that we're afraid. That's why Peter denied Jesus three times, fear. He didn't want to suffer the same fate as Jesus. He saw Jesus being flogged, he saw him arrested, he knew the fate that was coming, and he said, I don't want that. And so he willfully denied his relationship with Christ so he wouldn't have to suffer that. Fear pushes us towards denial. Not because we hate Jesus. But in the same apostle who is next to, Jesus, next to Peter in the boat today, John, in his first letter, he writes, there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out all fear, for fear has to do with punishment. And he who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. And when I think of that passage, I think of Peter and Jesus on the shore. Peter's fear led him to deny Christ and to abandon him in his hour of need. Because he was not yet perfected in love. And what Jesus was trying to do on the shore was to perfect Peter in love, to cast out all of his fears, reminding Peter, I know you can't love me like you, the way that I love you, because love begins with me. And then when we go back to our first reading in the Acts of the Apostles, where Peter is being persecuted for the sake of the name of Jesus. What does he do when he leaves? He rejoices for being persecuted for the sake of the name. His fear has been cast out by the love of Christ, and now he willingly accepts his fate like Christ's. That we all know that Saint Peter, too, was crucified, and feeling unworthy to be like the Lord, asks to be crucified upside down because perfect love casts out his fear. What Jesus is doing in the gospel today for St. Peter is not, I told you so. Not, you better ask for forgiveness because you know you did something bad. Just simply, do you love me? Do you love me because I want you to recognize the love I have for you? Because the love I have for you will avoid ever having any fear that will tempt you to deny me ever again. And rather, the love that I have for you will give you the courage to face whatever comes your way. Because perfect love casts out all fear.